I'm Rabbi Patrick. I'm Dan. And I, I got, got a friend in Jesus. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Coming to you live from Grove Avenue. I mean, it's live right now because, like, it's us. But uh, right. yeah, and uh, it'll still be Grove Avenue. Yeah, whenever you hear this, whenever you hear this, unless they change the street. Unless they change the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got an audience of two, Maggie and Toes. Yeah, that's what we got. That's what we got. That's so this got. is this is going to be a pretty uh, uh, basic episode because Dan and I have a lot of things to discuss, uh, none of which involve the actual topic at hand. But, uh, yeah, so I got an email, and uh, the email kind of spells out the question of if you are Jewish in the South, what you uh, have to face. So, uh, Dan, would you like to uh, do an actor's portrayal of what the email was in spirit, the spirit of the email? We may not get it exactly. It was maybe a sentence or two, but you can't expect. We don't, and this is not a fact-checking type of show. We can't, we can't get it exactly right, of course. I can't confirm or deny that anything I say is true. Right, but it was came from loyal listener, perhaps the legendary Josh, mm-hmm. who said, "Hey, Rabbi, why don't you just believe in Jesus?" Yeah. So, Rabbi, why don't you just believe in Jesus? Well, so here's the funny thing about that. There are like 15 ways that you can approach that question. So, I'm going to approach the question that I think. I'll take number seven. You'll take number seven. Number Perfect. Seven, so number seven, which seven, Jewish uh, numerology, is the number for wholeness or completion. So hopefully this will completely answer the question. See what I did there, Dan? I see what you did yeah. there. Uh, is um, what Jesus having been a Jewish person, and there being no doubt of that, uh, which is why I love Christian anti-Semitism, <laughs> because it's kind of like, you know, following, uh, you follow a boss who, uh, you know, whose people you don't like, I, I, I find fascinating. Um, but uh, in any case, so, but it's, it's, the, it's the underlying question of Ju- Jesus being Jewish, shouldn't Jews be Christians? And then also the more modern question is, shouldn't Christianity be more Jewish? So that's the question we're going to answer, and I'm going to give a couple of quick disclaimers. Number one, uh, some of my favorite people are Christians. Uh, You know, I'm friends with Christian clergy. What I'm about to say has more to do with history and culture than it does theology, and uh, I am not in the business of telling Christians they are wrong, and I would hope that Christians aren't in the business of telling me that Jews are wrong. So having put all that out there, So we can all agree that Jesus was Jewish, that he was a person who actually lived in history. Um, When people think of the difference between Jews and Christians, Dan, what do you think is is the ultimate difference? I I, I mean, I I think people could come up with another number of different answers to that, but I think the question of whether Jesus, I think both admit that Jesus existed, I think the question of, whether you think of Jesus as God's son as, as, or not. Okay, yeah, so Jesus is the linchpin. Like, that's, that's, when, we break, that's when we break off. So I heard an, a very interesting um, comment about this from a conservative rabbi who was doing a Christian-Jewish dialogue with a Catholic diocese. So him and a, and a priest were doing a, a chat together, and he said, you know, what people don't realize 
is that the real difference between Judaism and Christianity is not actually Jesus. It's the, it's the Talmud and the New Testament. That, that is actually the real difference. Because there were Jewish followers of Jesus in, in the time after his death uh, and throughout a certain amount of history, really until you get to the period where Gentiles as a population uh, are making up the majority of Christendom. Right, so Judy, excuse me, Christianity in its early sort of stages is a Jewish religion. It's a Jewish denomination, if you want to use that way of thinking. Uh, Jews. Can you, can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. So there have that. been there have been Jewish messiahs throughout history. Okay. Uh, Jesus does not own historically the uh, "I am the only person who thought of myself as the Messiah." Uh, you know, Shabbatai V, uh, you know, David Koresh, sadly, right? There's all kinds of people who, who believe themselves or have believed themselves to be Messiah. Now, the important thing about Messiah, Hebrew word is Moshiach. It means anointed one, uh, Davidic king. So the virgin birth, all of, all of that, dies for your sins, all of that, that is, that is a Christian interpretation of a Jewish idea. So, uh, Putting putting that aside, but it's an important thing to note. Um, so there were Jewish followers of Jesus, um, and it wasn't a big deal until Gentiles as a population overwhelmed uh, the movement. Now, uh, a lot of that had to do, as far as I have come to understand it, with intermarriage, uh, because the idea of Jews and Christians uh, marrying each other, so I'm going to say Actually, let me take that back. Jews and Gentiles, regardless of religious focus, marrying each other, um, the concern among the Jewish community is that you how, are, how are you defining Gentile in this situation? So any non-Jew would any non be okay. would be a Gentile in this case. Okay. Um, the the fear was that you were removing people from the Jewish community through intermarriage. So that is where sort of culturally, so I'm not even talking about theologically, but culturally the change starts to happen was when um, Jews could have differing religious when beliefs. when was this? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't really know if it was a point, particular point in time or if it's just sort of pre-Constantine. Uh, Constantine's conversion to Christianity at some point in between sort of Paul and Constantine. At some point in there, the question of intermarriage becomes the issue. I, I have somewhere... So inter interfaith marriage is not a new, is not a new concern, uh, no. you're telling me. No, and it predates this conversation. I mean, Moses was intermarried. So, I mean, it's, you know, um, you know, in fact, there's the story that uh, his sister uh, Miriam... Um, Yells at yells at Moses because he married um, a woman who wasn't uh, uh, an Israelite and whatever. There's there's perhaps some racial undertones to that story, which is kind of interesting. But and perhaps that's another podcast. That's a whole other podcast. But in any case, so uh, you get to the point of Constantine, and you really have uh, the the sort of Gentile overwhelming of Christianity, and it takes away sort of the Jewish flavor, if you want. Now. Thinking about it this way, you have the loss of the temple in the year 70. So Jesus probably died around 33. So uh, 70, you know, 37 years later. 
So the question that we'll say, we'll call Jewish followers of Jesus, because we really don't have Christianity yet, but uh, Jewish followers of Jesus and um, Jews who were not following him uh, as, as a messianic figure had to figure out is how do you deal with the fact that the temple doesn't exist anymore? The texts that exist at the time help to promote a temple-based religion with a hereditary priesthood. So what everyone had to do, regardless of how they approached Judaism, what, whether it was through the lens of any particular Messiah... So what were those texts? Uh, uh, the Torah, okay. right? So uh, the, the Hebrew, uh, the Jewish scriptures. So we don't have the Talmud yet. Right. Uh, that's going to come hundreds of years later. Okay. Um, now, we have those oral traditions, and those are codified in the Talmud, but... I mean, they don't exist not, yeah, as yeah. text yet, okay. right? So, so you have to figure out what you're going to do. The way that I think of it is that the passing along of stories is what really separated Jews and Christians because Christians went with the New Testament, Brit Chadash, a new covenant, and uh, Jews went with the Talmud. I believe in all sincerity that for both groups, it was an attempt to keep the temple, the spirituality of the temple, alive in a new way. So for the Jewish followers of Jesus and then the, uh, the Gentiles who didn't really care about the temple, that wasn't relevant to them necessarily, um, it was this idea of Jesus is the temple, right? Or, or the community is the temple. And so the New Testament talks about that. For Jews, the question was, how do we keep the sort of thread of continuity going? So that's where you get an oral tradition, which becomes the Mishnah, which is codified. Then you have all of the commentary around it. So think of like um, uh, in New York, there's these donuts inside donuts. I've seen the commercial on TV. I think it's actually for Squarespace, but somehow it's donuts inside donuts. So the Mishnah is the inner donut, and the Talmud, the commentaries around it, that's the outer donut. That's the big difference. It's why, if I'm going to judge anybody, I'm going to judge Messianic Judaism. Because what it does culturally is it's, it's a, really a Christian practice that is Jewishly flavored, um, but it's flavored with Judaism, which is Talmudic in nature. So it's this kind of blend. It's kind of like saying I'm going to have like a Hindu Celtic Shabbat. Like, yeah, that's a thing you can do. Sure, but it doesn't make any logical sense. Hmm. Um, it's 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 blended in such a way that it doesn't really, I think, show um, cultural honesty to either group. Okay, so that's it. And the bottom line on uh, for all of that is not just the, the split in the text, but the fact that the messianic age has not come. So we do not live in a perfected world. We do not live in a world where the lion lays down with the lamb. Of course, we understand that poetically, but uh, the idea of, of the Messiah, of Moshiach, is that literally the world is perfect. Since the world is not perfect, we assume the Messiah has not come yet. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. So culturally, it's the split in the text, but the bottom line is the world isn't perfect. So um, what do you think would be... What's a counter-argument to, to what you just said? Or what's, what's a competing view, in other words? Or, or what's, a, what's another one of the 15 ways? I don't know. I, I feel like... 
Give me for, some friendly contrarian. Some I feel uh, like that wasn't what Legendary Josh was expecting. So what do you here. think Legendary Josh well, was? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because he's legendary. He's legendary. <laughs> Part of that is not knowing. You know, he's a legend. Right. Well, um, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, there, there. Is anything that you said... Is there anything that doesn't hold water? No, no. Is any of it controversial? Is any of it... Um, uh, no, I mean the the messianic Jewish stuff is controversial. Right. Um, uh, that, we talked about that on a previous. Yeah, we've podcast. talked about that before. I, that uh, the that that's that's a question that for me is is actually a little more complicated than yeah. even what we could put in a podcast. But um, right. Um, you know the the one okay so so one argument that that I think people can use to say that Jews should in some sense, follow Jesus other than um, simply faith. Like you simply make a faith declaration. Right. Um, the only argument I've ever... But doesn't heard, that make you Christian? Well, uh, yeah, and that's ultimately... Well, and see, but that's where... That's one of the things that I think Messianic Judaism, even if people are very sincere about it, I think is accidentally subversive because it can be seen as sort of a gateway, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and there, there are Jewish people who see it that way. That like it's actually an attempt to convert people to Christianity. Whereas, if you tried to convert people to Christianity outright, then at least there's some sort of intellectual honesty. You get what I'm saying? But but there's this belief that like, well, Christian conversion didn't sell as well right. as like because Messianic Judaism well it has the word Judaism in it, yeah. and you can show right. up on Saturday morning and yeah. wear a tallit and you know have white fish and bagels, and right. so you can feel Jewish. Like I've actually watched. You can go on YouTube and people have like broadcasted these services. They're wildly different. So if you, I've noticed there's a there's a, there's a temple on yeah Avenue. yeah we're not walking distance from here. I yeah. walk by it all the time. Um, I follow their rabbi on, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't met him yet, but yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I think there's a certain Jewish population that can go in there, particularly because of intermarriage. Yeah, and it's this idea of I can have my Jewishness, you can have your Jesusness, we can dance the hora. And right. there's a Christmas tree, and like nice. I'm not saying that's what's in this in no. this synagogue. I don't right. want to be unfair, but but yeah, but I mean there there is that. Um, so I would so I would say there are people who are Jewish who go into that space from that perspective, um, and there are Christians who go in that into that space because they're interested in Judaism. So I would say that Messianic Judaism is very much a like. Uh, hallway in the airport that gets you from one destination to another for a lot of people. Hmm, I don't know that for a fact. I don't have statistics or whatever, but um, but anyway, yeah, a little um, off subject, but so I have one one more follow up, and then we have one kind of quick question at the end. Yeah, bonus round, which we might if it if it starts to sprout wings, you might put it on hold for the next one too. There you go. Fair so here, here's my follow up. So take me. Let's let's go back because. One of the things that was to me striking to me in your in your explanation there was talking about the destruction of the temple, right? And the choices that people had to make, right? They had to reinvent their religions. What do you think? I mean, what was that of? What kind of decisions were they making? Do you think? I mean, how did they? How would you make that choice? Yeah, I think it was uh, it was psychologically damaging in an amazing way. I mean, in fact, we have in Judaism a holiday. Um, just to celebrate that, 
Right. What's that? What's that? Uh, Tisha B'av. So, another another under the radar holiday. Yeah, it is. Last Tish, Tisha B'av is um, it's one of those uh, uncelebrated holidays for most people, and um, yeah, I mean it, the and the big reason why is that Reform Judaism, which is American Judaism, I think as we've talked about before, yeah. Um, yeah. regarded the temple as as a, a steps stepping stone, right, and not as the main idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, so but that's it's still why you don't. Obviously, an important thing to. Well, right. I mean, it's an important historical. I try to treat Tisha B'av and the temple and all of these other sort of questions around the temple priesthood and other things. So you still have within Orthodox Judaism and Conservative Judaism the keeping of those titles, like. Cohen is Cohen. If you have a last name like Levinson or Levi, Levi, well, you're a Levi, maybe. Although I got, I know a guy whose last name's Cohen, who's not a Cohen right. or Cohen, I should say. But um, yeah, I mean, the, so the question is, if you've been told your whole life that there's one way to connect to God, what do you do now? For every movement that is in ascendancy, there's another one that's in descendancy. So uh, some people have argued, and it's probably true, that the Pharisees in the temple period were trying to help merge away from the temple idea. And they were looking at things like prayer, the study of text, as being more central than the temple itself. You had the Essenes. Uh, who thought that there was going to be an epic battle between the forces of light and the forces of darkness. And uh, a lot of people felt like the temple was corrupt and uh, were ready to move on, frankly. So I, so if people were already kind of there, the way that we tell the story academically is that the Pharisees sort of won. And the Sadducees, who were on the side of the, of the temple and priesthood and all of that, their party, if you will, uh, you know, crumbled like the you know the Whigs and uh, all the other parties that have existed in in the world. I'm I'm a member of the Bull Moves Party. We're not dead. We're not dead. Uh, really? Yeah. I need to look into this because because actually that'd be very interested in that. Um, I, I I have wondered about that. Obviously, I don't. You know, I know I'm the only Bull Moves left, but of course, <laughs> I, I I've always wondered. Like, do you think there are some people who still follow the Greek gods? Yes, you know today there are like, actually still about old Zeus. Yeah, and there his are. Pals. Have you ever met any Vice? No, but Vice did a uh, documentary oh, did about them. Yes, really. That there's this culture in, in Greece of people who get oh, together. Oh, it's, it's in Greece. Yeah, okay. yeah. Who like? Yeah, they're totally into it. Yeah, yeah. They get together and have sense. like you know, they have like Greek polytheistic uh, celebrations and I assume potlucks. Sure. All religions are about potlucks. That's <laughs> what it all comes down to in the end. Yeah. It's what kind of casserole are you bringing? <laughs> well, I actually think, I think that might be the, the best place to leave it for yeah. today. We, we will, we'll, we'll just leave it out there. There's a question that will Ooh. be answered. Yeah. But I think that this one will be, this was uh, a little shorter than usual, but maybe a little bit denser than usual. Yeah. We didn't have any bagel reviews, any ukulele concerts. It's true. It's true. We just got into it, and I think I think Rabbi dropped some, some knowledge that maybe some people, except for our intrepid California listeners who already know, <laughs> probably didn't already know this. It's so, true. It's true. Uh, yeah, so um, if you have questions like this, podcast at rabbipatrick.com you can also find me on twitter uh rva rabbi you can find me on facebook and smoke signals and carrier pigeons and what have you and and i guess we should thank the legendary josh you think do you think it's like dr legendary josh 
I don't know. Um, legendary Josh. Legendary thank Josh. Thank you for your input. Yeah. We, we like, we like um, answering the questions from the humans. Yeah, yeah, and the non-humans as well. All right. Thank you very much, everyone.